Hi, this is Amy Beheimer, and you are listening to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, Habit 6, Schedule Time to Connect. Welcome to the Habit Hub for Autoimmune Health, a podcast to help you shift from managing autoimmune disease to creating autoimmune health using the power of everyday habits. I'm your host, Amy Beheimer, a coach and a doctor of pharmacy on a mission to create health and happiness with multiple sclerosis. Here, we focus on everyday lifestyle habits proven to help the mind and body heal from the cell up without sacrificing the true joys of life along the way. To create autoimmune health in the mind and body, you have to be great at one thing, the skill of mastering habits. That's why each episode includes everything you need to do just that. Evidence-based information and real-life inspiration from the experiences of my guests, my clients, and yours truly. All habit heroes brave enough to turn a desire for help into daily decisions to create it. Let's have some fun. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of The Habit Hub. Before we get started, I wanted to share a motto that I heard from a copywriter. Her name is Laura Belgray, and she knows a thing or two about reaching people. And her motto is, don't be afraid to repeat yourself, and don't be afraid to repeat yourself. I heard that, and I instantly wanted to adopt that as my own Sometimes when we're talking about these lifestyle habits and these changes we're making, it can feel like we're repeating ourselves or you're hearing the same thing said many different ways. And that can be a good thing. We don't have a lot of new things to learn. A lot of the science that's coming out is just solidifying what we already know about these simple habits in these different areas of our life contributing to health. So if you hear me repeat myself, Chances are I probably have, but maybe I'm saying it in a different way or reaching somebody new. So stick with me. And I also like to remember that what we hear one day, we hear the same thing. Maybe in six months, we're a different person and we may hear it a different way. That is my opening thought. Now we will dive into our habit for the day. We are in the connection spoke of the Habit Hub. And I have been known to say this about every spoke at some point, but connection really is my favorite. It is a core value for me, and by that I mean it helps drive a lot of decisions I make in my life. One of the things that I often take clients through in coaching is coming up with what your core values are, because it can really help clarify different decisions and different actions you want to take. And again, connection is a big one for me. Kind of one of the decisions in making this podcast was to connect with you guys, my community, in a way that was off of the computer screen and a little bit more intimate. That's a good example of using connection. What do ancient philosophers and scientists agree on? They agree that strong connections with others are a key to health and happiness. So what does that look like? It looks like close relationships, long-term relationships, people that you can confide in, people who bring up thoughts that make you feel like you belong. And you need to get and give support. It's a two-way street. So what is today's habit? It's a habit that increases your chances of making connections. It's having scheduled connections with others. No different than scheduling your workout or your work hours or your doctor's appointments. Chances are you show up without question to those things. Yes, I'm telling you that you can treat coffee with Kim like you do an appointment with your coach. Let's use it for other things that create health. It's putting intention behind something proven to help you create health and happiness. Now on to the why. 
Now that we know where we're headed, let's reinforce why we may want to bump this up on our priority list. I'm going to cover three reasons. One, the benefits of connection. Study after study shows that having strong, loving relationships improves our body's stress response and reactivity to stressful situations. Feeling love can increase the production of vital chemicals and neurotransmitters in the body, so we see a stronger immune system, we're more likely to experience joy, we have an increased vitality and energy, something we're all interested in, lower stress hormone levels, lower blood pressure, reduced feelings of anxiety and depression, and even lower blood sugar levels. All of these benefits lead to both an increased lifespan and health span. Studies also show that if you have five or more friends with whom you can discuss an important matter with, you're far more likely to describe yourself as very happy. And what note for my fellow MSers, a few years ago, the MS Society did a national survey that showed three out of five people with MS self-report as being lonely. This figure is quite staggering when you consider the fact that loneliness can kill us. The second reason to make scheduled connections a thing is because it hits two of the three macronutrients to happiness, which is a concept I first heard from Harvard professor Arthur Brooks. He describes the macronutrients of happiness as being one, experiencing pleasure or joy, two, experiencing satisfaction, and three, experiencing life meaning or purpose. This habit, scheduling connection time, hits two of those three. First, it hits just the pleasure and joy button. Hopefully when you're connecting, you're doing things that make you just feel good while you're doing it. The second one that it hits is that meaning or purpose, it helps you reach an identity goal of being a good friend, a good daughter, a good sister, whatever identity you want to step into when you're making those connections. And the third reason that scheduling time and scheduling connection is good for our health is that it's often paired with other habits from the different spokes of the habit hub. And we'll get into a few of those details in a bit. Okay, so we've covered the what, we've covered the why. Let's get on to the how. And just a reminder, in this how section, we are going to be discussing tools from a big old toolkit that exists from different experts in habit science. Some are tools that I have come up with and used with clients. There's definitely some overlap and different names for different things. So it will be a benefit to think about the tools Listen out how you can apply this tool to any habit you're currently working on. Or maybe you're thinking about this habit and you think of something we've talked about in the past. Any of these tools are helpful and we will just mix and match and see what sticks. One is the strategy of scheduling. I really think it benefits us not to expect friendship to happen spontaneously. We have to make it happen like anything we want. For me, if it's on the calendar, it's as good as done. If that's not you, Decide if this is a goal that you'd like to work towards, and do you want to be the kind of person that shows up for others and yourself in this way? If so, we can use the strategy of scheduling to schedule our joy and connection. Second one is the strategy of convenience. It takes energy to make plans. So when we have a habit of scheduling regular connection time with our loved ones, it actually takes energy to cancel the plan rather than to schedule it. We're making it inconvenient not to do it by having a set plan. We're making it more work to cancel than to not. We're eliminating that friction. And when we do that, we save energy because we're minimizing the amount of decisions we need to make. 
A third tool we can use is the strategy of pairing. This could look like calling a friend while you're taking your daily walk, or maybe on your commute, or maybe folding laundry. We want to pair the habit we're trying to make with something that we already have to do or something that is already a habit. The next one I want to talk about comes from James Clear's work. He talks about the laws of habit change, and he says we need to make it satisfying and rewarding. Think about what's fun for you. People like to socialize in different ways. Set yourself and your friend that you're going to be interacting with, set yourself up for success by picking an activity that you both want to do, or what I like to call a want match. For me, I love early mornings and I love coffee. So I know my friends who love the same thing. So when I reach out, those are the things we're going to do. I also have friends who love dancing late into the night. That's typically not me. That's not a want match with me, but I know that they're going to call each other to go out dancing late into the night. We want to select the scheduled connection to be something that suits both of us just to increase our chances of success. The next one is always allow for a plan B. I mean, life happens. Be clear on if you're trying to cancel a plan, if it's a reason or it's an excuse. If there's a reason, consider still connecting for a phone date or maybe a plan B is your Zoom call. Don't let great be the enemy of good here. The next one is to create a ritual. Maybe your date with someone, you can give it a fun name so that when you see it on the calendar, you're counting down the days and the hours. I love alliteration, so I do love to give something a fun name. The next one is check your thoughts. Back in episode two, we talked about the habit of not believing everything you think. You could have a belief that scheduling connections isn't necessary because friendships should happen naturally or they should be easy and working on it or planning it makes it too forced. If you have that thought or a different flavor of that thought, ask yourself if that is really true. My thought that you can borrow is that friendships are worth the work. Another sneaky thought to question that I see in clients I work with, and I definitely think myself from time to time, is that if a friend has to cancel or is tough to schedule with, that means they must not value your friendship. There may be cases that this is true, but chances are we're talking about your friends and your loved ones for a reason. So consider cutting them some slack and assuming the best possible scenario that they want to connect with you just as much as you do, but life does get in the way. And just be grateful that you're someone who is resilient and keeps trying and and tries to put these things on the calendar. Thoughts like those that I discussed lead to feeling grace and understanding for my friends, which leaves me acting a whole lot more like a friend. And I have friends tell me that they are very glad that they have a friend in their life that plans and that keeps trying to get things on the calendar. You can consider being that person. A few stories to share before we close out. One is we have really great friends and we are thinking our fourth or fifth year of getting season tickets to a local community theater. There's five plays a year and sometimes the date will come up, but we know we have five double dates per year. And sometimes we don't always feel like going. It's on a Friday night. We may be exhausted. Maybe we're not that into the play. But without fail, every time we go, we laugh a lot. We're so glad we did. And each new year, we re-up the subscription because 
it is more inconvenient to cancel and have to reschedule than just to go and enjoy each other. So we're always glad. Same thing when you're trying to plan a trip. For me, we have a group of girls that like to go on a girl's trip and I'm trying to minimize the decisions with this and pick the same weekend, same place and eliminate that decision fatigue. People know it's coming. People know it's expected and increase the chance that it's going to happen. The last one I want to mention that I've experienced is with coaching sessions. I've definitely learned the benefit of not waiting until I need it. You know, when you show up for a coaching session, when it's scheduled and maybe there's not something pressing to talk about, you get to celebrate things going well and keep momentum going. Another way to benefit from scheduled connections. One note before we close, we can use this habit and all its how-to strategies to strengthen the relationship we have with ourselves. Our relationship with ourselves impacts our relationship with others. And it is so important to keep you and future you top of mind. We don't want to forget that relationship as well and scheduling joy time. We've learned, now we get to the action part. We've covered the what, the why, and the how. It's time to do. Pick a friend or family member or loved one or even yourself and set a plan. Send a text now asking someone if they want to create health with you. Send them this podcast so they can get on board with the what, why, and how. Make a goal to have something scheduled today. Don't delay because life will happen and this will become a to-do on a list that doesn't get done. I hopefully don't need to convince you to schedule joy all in the name of health, but if your brain is offering you thoughts like, I don't need this or I don't have time, I encourage you to challenge yourself in the name of your health. And to leave you with a quote, true friendship is like sound health. The value of it is seldom known until it is lost. And that's from Charles Caleb Colton. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Habit Hub. I am forever grateful for the time, energy, and attention you share with me. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode where I might just cover the habit your body has been waiting for. Check out www.amybeheimercoaching.com for more free resources, as well as details on how to take the information, inspiration, and insight you learned today and apply it to create autoimmune health and happiness in your life. Get in touch at amy at amybeheimercoaching.com. Special thanks to my editor, Sarah. The Habit Hub is a production of Amy Beheimer Coaching, LLC. Talk soon. Thank you.